Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. And this isn't releasing on our anniversary, but we are in studio recording on our anniversary. So happy anniversary. Thanks for telling me that. I was waiting all morning. So uh, (laughs) happy anniversary to you. All right. So today we're talking about getting out of your head and really kind of thought about this just getting out of your head we actually just mentioned it on another podcast that we've been recording in this time that that is such a limiting factor for so many people Um, in our business we have the opportunity to speak with a lot of business owners and this is one area that's probably common to a lot of them that they get in their own way they keep things inside and they internalize them and they reconcile them and they justify all these things in their mind that if they would just say it out loud, probably even just saying it out loud to no one, they would have a different perspective, but definitely saying it out loud to someone else would help get them kind of in a better mindset. Yeah. uh, I I think in addition to just saying it out loud, you can also write it down. So documenting, journaling, which I did that over the weekend, and I was like, showed it to you, and I'm, you know, because I was proud of it that uh, I actually wrote down what I was thinking. Because I would assume that all business owners, firm leaders, have a smidgen of ADD or ADHD, and maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just that they have so much knowledge in their head that it, things get lost. Things. Uh, We've talked about intelligence curves and being able to grasp for uh, a thought after you turn a certain age. So that's what I'm going with as opposed to like a medical condition. Um, But, you know, it is one of those where documenting or saying to somebody else helps, you know, speak truth or, you know, document that it will be truth. And also just the, the, I guess, piece of why it was important enough to even think through document. I know that some people talk about leaving notepads by the bed or, you know, once you get out of the shower and a lot of good ideas come to you at that time. So, I mean, it's, it's been around, right? It's not a new concept. Yeah. And even with that, you wrote the ideas down, wanted to share them with me and were ready to hand me a piece of paper. And I was like, no, say them out loud. Because I think when you say things out loud, you realize some of the missing pieces, some of the assumptions that you're making that other people, you you can recognize immediately other people would not make that same assumption if they heard or read that same piece of information they have completely different experiences that makes that have a whole different meaning than maybe what you intended for it to have yeah and I I was listening to a book or reading a book and that author actually probably a money grab but he said if you listen to and also read a book the same book your mind or brain or intelligence kind of stores what you read and what you hear differently. So it's probably very similar to what you write and what you say can be stored in two different places and, you know, kind of be that much stronger 
uh, of a memory or, or an idea to build upon. So. So are there any times, um, and this would be, you know, working with clients, working with other firm owners that you have the privilege of talking to, really just helping them make their businesses better as well, um, that they've shared things and put them on a different path versus maybe, maybe it started out as, I've been thinking about that for a long time, but I've never done anything with it. Yeah. Uh, just this past week, uh, you know, I've, I've had some more capacity, uh, in the last few weeks or months, just because of how we've structured our business now. And, um, I just, I offer to some of our best clients, Hey, why don't we go to a monthly touch point and have a chance to take this relationship a little bit deeper. Maybe you need it now. Maybe you need it for a season. I'm okay. Either way, I've got capacity. I wanted to offer it to you first. So that's what we've done. Uh, those meetings have been very good. I just came out of one last week and whenever that business owner one sets a time, sets aside a couple hours to spend with you, they could be making thousands, ten thousands of dollars per hour, but it is important to them to stop and to reflect on what's going on in their life, bounce ideas off of, get perspective from somebody else. So that's huge. And whenever that person starts taking notes, that's also big because even if they don't reflect back on those notes, which I'm guilty of a lot of times, um, just writing it out could solidify it in their mind from a rethinking of thinking about it at a later time. So in that, um, we were actually talking about those meetings aren't always about business. It's about some personal weaved in with business. And we were actually talking about a relationship that this person's in. And I started asking questions and the floodgates opened to where they were just talking, right? And they were sharing and venting and definitely therapy. But I asked a question. And so I, I, he explained the situation. And then I asked, would you allow any other person in your life to treat you this way? And, or anybody this way, like your family, your kids, whatever. And he's like, he, he said, uh, why are you, why does everyone ask me the same question? <laughs> and so I think in that, pers- in that conversation, it's like, he had heard that question. Like, would you allow anybody else in your life to treat you this way or to impact your life and say, don't go spend so much time on your business or don't go spend so much time with your family. It's all about me, which is unhealthy. So it was an unhealthy relationship. That was pretty easy for me, which I'm not a therapist. I don't even play one on TV. So, um, but the fact that I asked that question and it had been asked of him before recently by other people he knows and cares about just hit that much harder. And did I have any idea that my question would hit? And I'm just, you know, just stumbled upon the words and it hit at the right time for him. So I think that piece connected with something to where even when we talk about getting out of your own mind, it could have been a vent session. Who, how do you ask the right questions to have a backstop to where people don't keep, like it actually causes them to pause and, you know, reflect on what is in their mind. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think really um, that could have been seen as something very private that he didn't necessarily want to share. I don't think he uh, listens to the podcast that, either. That, so. he, <laughs> that he intended to share with you. Um, but having that 
relationship, asking those questions, knowing that you want better for him and what whatever better looks like. And so that's not ever going to only be limited to one area that we want to see someone be better in just one one area of their life. The rest can be falling apart and miserable, but as long as this one thing that we touch that's usually to deal with the business and the finances yeah. of their business, um, that's not where that's going. And so what would you say, like somebody's ruminating on something, right? That's where shame can kind of come in. That's where a lot of negativity can seep in and, and kind of start wrecking your life is when you're keeping in those things that you feel like are too private to share. Yeah. So what would you say for someone who is like, okay, I know there's something that I, that I keep thinking about. Um, it, it's not going away. I know it's something that I want to be better. What would they do? Um, the way that, like, is there any, you just have to ask better questions. You have to ask uh, what's standing in your way from what's possible or what's the outcome that you want. Identify that first. Like, what is it that you even want? What pain point are we trying to solve for? Mm -hmm. Is it even a pain point that's worth solving for? Have, have other people figured it out? Do we not even need to waste our breath or effort trying to solve this if we can go do X, Y, or Z? So in, in that situation, um, we'll, we'll just use him as an example today. Um, he couldn't get out of his own head. Like he thought the problems in his business or what was keeping him up at night were like all on him to figure out. So we just started thinking through like where those efforts, if they were all on him, what's the best way to get return on those on investment of time. And so usually I lead with what's keeping you up at night or some form of that, uh, what's on your mind. And hopefully the relationship is deep enough to where they actually share what it, you know, what it really is. You won't maybe get that initially, but then that's where you can, depending on how the conversation is going. Um, so, you know, in that example, it, what keeps him up is at night is people, you know, and people in the business caring for his team and um, all these different things. And we have to add new, new clients to, to care for this team that I've, I've got a commitment to and the, these team, the, the churn in that team and all this stuff. And so you just start peeling back layers and it, a lot of it went down to like his focus because he was distracted on other things. And that ultimately led down the personal, you know, conversation and, uh, how much thought was that was occupying in his mind. So it wasn't even that what he thought his primary issue was, was just a small piece that was being impacted by something else. And that's just where we started, where we got. Yeah. So I think recognizing, like you said, recognizing first, what is this thing that I keep thinking about? What is this thing that's keeping me up at night? And then identifying the person that you feel confident will keep it confidential. Yeah. So identifying a person like who could help through whatever this is, and then knowing that they have, you know, whatever type of relationship that that might be, yeah. but finding a safe space to talk through it. So it definitely depends on what that thing is mm -hmm. of who you're going to go to. But um, I do love the fact that you were the person that he felt comfortable because it you can't necessarily separate business 
from personal life. They're going to to go into each other. They're going to bleed into each other. And so if you're distracted and miserable in one area, frustrated, maybe not miserable, but just distracted and frustrated in one area, that's going to bleed over into what's happening and maybe something that was going really well yeah. prior to that. Yeah. And I think, um, well, one, I'm, I'm fortunate to, to be his sounding board. I'm fortunate that he thinks enough of me individually to have those conversations um, and that he can let his guard down because a lot of times business owners are guarded and they want to put on this persona that everything is fine and that they're successful and that times are great. And so if you see someone in passing, like an acquaintance, like how's everything going? Oh, great. Busy is all get out. And you know, just, they want to exude this success and who is really let into that inner circle to even, you know, I, I kind of played the, uh, the lowly accountant, you know, and just, Hey, I know the numbers. So one for any of our accountant friends, like you've already got an advantage to be that person for your clients because you know, some of their most intimate details in their financial situation. So they probably do not share their full financial position or even a fraction of what you know about their financial situation with anybody else. Like maybe in their family, at the country club, in their business, like they just, they're guarded, they, they're protected. And so the fact that you are uniquely there to speak into it. Now, um, I, I don't, I don't know, like he could have easily prayed about it. He could have written down his prayers. Um, I don't think that that's what he does, but you know, the fact that like maybe there's that plus others that could be kind of coming along that journey. And I know it wasn't just me that he's talking to. I know that it was other family members and things like that, that were truly helping him to get out of his own way and identify his problem. Um, because in his mind, there were just so many hurdles that he couldn't get through, whether he wanted, whether he could verbalize that or not. Yeah. I think some other areas that are a little less personal, a little less relational have to do with new revenue opportunities for business owners. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? People who come up with ideas of, I, you know, I want to increase my revenue. I want to do these things. What are some of the ideas that they present and kind of once they say them out loud, you're probably thinking immediately like, this is a terrible idea, but maybe some of them also happen yeah. to catch on to it when they start talking through it out loud. Yeah. And, um, you know, we read a lot, we listen to a lot, uh, whether it's books or podcasts and something that has stuck out to me here recently is even when we think about opportunities that exist and a market for services, what, um, identifying what the problem really is. And is it a problem that needs that amount of effort to be solved for? So is it something that is truly on the grand scheme of things, uh, that big of a problem that we need to even spend time or effort or financial, um, means to solve for. And, uh, if, if the answer is no, move on, uh, you know, the, there, there's not going to be a good end, uh, in whatever investment, whether it's time or money for what you're trying to solve. So I think that's the piece. Uh, the other part is, um, even my ideas, because my ideas that I presented to you yesterday, uh, on a Sunday where we're not supposed to be working, right. Um, were things that I had been bouncing around in my head all weekend or all you know month really thinking through and just needed to get them out, needed 
uh, someone else's eyes to kind of bless them and say, you're onto something here or X, Y, like this company already does that. Or so I just think that having a sound, like somebody that you can bounce things off of is, is helpful. And whether that's written or verbal is kind of up to the situation. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with clients specifically, they think that the answer to their problem is open another location, uh, add another service line that they have no experience, um, buy a business that they have no idea about the industry or running a business or anything at all, but that this is the idea because this is their, maybe their answer to solving, I need more revenue or the answer to solving, I want to have more wealth, Um, whatever the scenario may be. But oftentimes there are actual problems that are preventing the business or the person, whatever it may be, from being able to improve and progress to where that is going to naturally come based on steps that they need to take. And they think that the quick answer is, no, we'll just open a second location and you know, we'll have double the amount of yeah. revenue. All the problems will go away. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. Like I, I, we didn't talk that much about that meeting from last week with that client, but he expressed that people like his team were part of what keeps him up at night. And so he's got a team of 70 people. He's about a $10 million business. Uh, puts about anywhere from 1.5 to 2 million at the bottom line. And so as we're kind of mapping out this growth trajectory and this future for him, it came up like, I think we should double. I think we should grow to 20 million, kind of make us more attractive to a buyout. And um, so we started talking through options on that. And obviously we started both brainstorming what that would really look like um, over the next three to five years. And so it wouldn't necessarily be doubling the team. It would probably be more than that. So to get to that 10 million additional dollars in revenue, it didn't mean 70 more employees. It probably meant a hundred because of the different administration that would have been involved, the additional infrastructure that would have been needed to grow to that point. And he's having a really hard time keeping even 70 people employed. So I told him, could you imagine what it would look like to keep roughly 200 people, you know, 150 to 200 people employed and what that would mean from a cost perspective from a time perspective and all of that to say do you want to double your top line revenue and make the same or less money and when it came down to that i think it opened up his eyes because we had mapped out what it would truly cost and so at that point we kind of backed up and said what would it look like to run this organization as a very solid 50 to 75 person organization for the next five years keep adding to the bottom line, keep adding to EBITDA, because if that's what his valuation is based on, that adds value compared to something that is double the size, double the headache. You isolate yourself from a different buyer pool because you're so big that you have to have a certain buyer. Um, And so we started looking at that. And then as part of that, what I enjoy given my role in these relationships is I'm allowed to speak to that individual business owner's whole investment portfolio. And so we look at that business as just a 
part of his overall portfolio and not his end-all be-all, like the only thing he lives for and the only thing he owns. So with that, we're able to talk into other investments. Uh, that just makes sense, whether it's owner-occupied real estate, which that's low-hanging fruit. He didn't have that. So kind of talk into, okay, can we go take a million of this excess cash flow, go build a building centrally located where all your people are and create another asset that's worth two, three X what you put into it at the end of the day. And then if you do sell the business, you could sell the building with it. You could have a tenant long-term and have this other cash flow. So those are the pieces that just having somebody, those thoughts weren't in, they may have been in his mind, but they weren't at the forefront. The only thing that he thought about, which is in direct conflict with what is keeping him up at night is that he needed to double his revenue, double his team, and then we started actually talking through that and that wasn't the case. Yeah, and I think something just having that background knowledge and that relationship with him and knowing that he doesn't spend eight hours a day, five days a week in his business. He spends very little time in his business. And when he first became a client so many years ago, that's what he wanted was to not eat, sleep and breathe his business. He wanted flexibility. He wanted to elevate others within his team to run that business alongside him, but most of the days for him to where he's not having to be on-site devoting all of his time and effort into that business and when you're talking about him doubling that it just seems almost like going back to where he started in the beginning which is fine if you're ready and willing and that's what you want to do but we also know stage of life that he's in and other priorities outside of the business that he wants to give his attention to at least for the next five or so years. So yeah, totally, totally conflict of, of interest and easily justifiable if you leave it in your mind uh, well, as to why that that's the answer. Well, this is, I mean, and we're, this is the case study for, I guess, this podcast, because a lot of this wasn't even doubling the location where he's already at. He would have to go into a new state and to launch that new state, it would be him because his other team members, his other leaders are tapped, like they're busy enough. And so it would be him going into that new state and starting a new business essentially, and started peeling back the onion, like, okay, why do you really want to be in that state? Well, that's where my family is. That's where everyone want to end up long-term. Well, do you want to own a business in that state or you just want to be in that state? Like there's a way to, like you're already pretty much an absentee owner. Let's just move states. And then you fly back in when needed or zoom in, whatever that looks like. So allowing people to see what else is on, you know, as an option, an opportunity, they are limited to their own beliefs, their, their own ideas. And so it was really helpful um, for him to start thinking through that. And um, yeah, you know, the, the piece there with, he, he has done a really good job of working himself out of the business. And the further we got along to what's keeping you up at night, it was that he's disconnected from the business and that he's bored. And so he felt like he didn't have a purpose anymore. And this is where a lot of our really successful business owners who have built up a leadership team and have delegated quite a bit of their day to day. And we've got friends there. We've got family members there, like personally speaking, like um, they kind of lose some of that purpose that they had 
earlier in their career, earlier in their business journey. And so they're looking, they're grasping for things. And so he thought the best thing for him to do at this stage in life was to do it all over again with the little bit of success that he has going right now. And it's helping them identify like that's like, that's probably not your, like you're in a different situation that you don't have to do that grind anymore. And you can work smarter, not harder, because of that success you've had. So uh, just a, a lot going on in that couple, three hours of meeting with him last week that obviously we're talking about today. Yeah, and absolutely. And I think one thing to just kind of, if, if that feels uh, a little anxiety producing of offering that meeting and thinking, what are we going to talk about for three hours, or if a price point makes you uncomfortable, like that's so much money, what what value am I gonna bring for that amount of money? That the biggest value you bring is listening. Yeah. And then the second value is taking notes so that you can help the person's really gonna sort through. They're the ones who have the desire. They're the yeah. ones who have the issue. They're gonna s- talk and sort through all of these things. All you have to do is help them pick out and prioritize. So that's not too, too much on, you know, the leader's part. There's not a lot of leadership and preparation that goes into it. There probably would be more even follow-up after the fact, helping hold them accountable, making sure they understood and, you know, sending the next steps uh, email or however you communicate. Yeah, I think um, something that really came out of this meeting, and and he's been a a client for a while, um, have him on multiple touch points and he asked, and you can prompt this question as well. He asked, well, what is, what are my business results telling you? And so I just turned around my, you know, P and L that I've been sending him on a monthly basis or, or our controller has been sending him on a monthly basis and just show him. And he's like, can you send me this? And I'm like, dude, we send this to you every month. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, with it's commentary, with commentary, but it's just, you know, I think that's where don't psych yourself out that you can't be an advisor to these clients. And I know that there's lots of noise in our space where they teach you and the charts are amazing. You're not going to use half that crap in your life. And so just slide the sheet of paper across and say, what keeps you up at night? Let's talk about it. That's going to be 30 minutes to an hour right there. Um, Building rapport with clients, talking about their family, they'll ask about your family. You can get to know them. And that right there, if you, if you engage somebody for that, it's $12,000 a year, go fire $12,000 worth of crappy clients and build capacity because that is what increases the value of your firm. And as you think about like the people that you're at the office for logged in, staying extra, if it's $500 a tax return, 500 times 24 is 12,000. That's 24 less family relationships to get us down into where you can serve the guy who does want to talk to you. And, you know, I've been working on this capacity calculation. Um, and it's, it's, in my mind, it's perfected, but I even, you know, where we help our peers kind of that want to grow and that want to do more things, but then we also see them have zero capacity for other items. Uh, the way that I was able to start these meetings with clients is a very easy email. And I, I, by now I've probably shared that in social, you know, it's just a, Hey, I've got excess capacity. Would you like to move to a monthly touch point at a thousand dollars a month? That's a couple hours plus lunch. Would love for it to be you before I extend this to other people. My 
my at bat percentage or my uh, on base percentage with that email is very very high and so we thought it was appropriate to share that with other friends who want to go deeper and get into advisory relationships with those clients and with their clients i think a lot of people concern themselves about well what will i talk to what will i talk about how will i lead that meeting go sell the meeting first you know go sell the services first uh, your first meeting is pretty much a blank sheet of paper with what keeps you up at night. And um, we've been successful in doing that. It's led to some great conversations, led to better, deeper relationships. And if anybody's listening today, I hope they take that um, and run with it. You know, if we have anybody listening that is keeping things to themselves, keeping things inside, thinking most likely that they're protecting others from either their, you know, crazy ideas or, um, even protecting themselves, or they just feel like I'm not ready. I'm not ready to share this with someone. Just know when you say it out loud, put it on paper, get someone else's ear to listen, they're going to offer all three of those ways are going to offer brand new perspectives than what you've got going on in your mind. So one problem uh, to solve, one solution to start with is just say it out loud, get it out of your mind and onto something so that you can start moving away from whatever's keeping you up at night. So yeah, I, I think that's part of hopefully the, the other future conversations that we're going to have around capacity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been great and I will see you on the next. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.